blessings and welcome to this evening's journey with Hecate. Please find a comfortable seated position, closing your eyes, gently tuning in to your breath, breathing slow and deep. As we begin to count down to a meditative state, 13, 12, 11, 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, and 1. Counting even deeper down with your breath. Just listening to the breath. Breathing in and out. In and out. As you obtain a deeper state of meditation, begin to conjure up the screen of your mind and visualize the veil on this side of the screen of your mind. Breathing here. As you are ready, part the veil and step through the screen of your mind as you find yourself encompassed in the pitch black of a great cavern. And although you know you have your eyes open, you can see nothing. You feel a hard stone surface under your feet, jagged and rough, like a cave floor. Reaching out your hands in either direction, you expect to feel stone walls on either side, but they touch nothing but air. Even when you reach above you, the ceiling, for you feel certain you are underground, is a distant and unreachable. Uncertain, you walk carefully through the dark, feeling ahead of you with your bare feet. The cave floor is rough, but you find it even enough to walk comfortably along. And you continue on for what feels like a long while, the darkness never breaking. There is no prick of light to indicate there's a way back to the world above. Only endless darkness. And no matter how quickly you move through the cave, no matter what direction you move, it feels like you might as well have not moved at all. It occurs to you that you even might have been moving in a circle. Without light there, there is no way of telling, really. And in a moment of despair, you sit upon the floor ready to give up. Then your hands brush up against something on the cavern floor. 
It makes a metallic sound as your fingers push it accidentally across the stone. And as you reach out, your fingers close around a large circular piece of metal. You lift it up and feel the other pieces of metal that hang from it with your other hand. They are keys, large ones on a metal ring. You feel them in turn, each different from the other. And that's when you see it. It's tiny, but it stands out in the unending darkness, a prick of light far in the distance. It flickers and sways almost like a tiny flame. Clutching the keys in your hand, you hurriedly move toward it. The flame grows bigger, encouraging you to move faster, and soon you realize it's not one but two flames, torches perhaps, and you realize the light is moving. And although you saw no walls before, you now clearly see a rough-hewn wall of black stone to your right. Whatever the light is, it starts to fade a bit as it begins to round a bend into another section of the cavern. Eagerly, you pick up speed, no longer careful of your footfalls, not willing to lose the light. Rounding the curve in the stone wall, you almost collide with the source of the light. They are in fact two torches. They are long and bronze, their flames emanating brightly, though there is no evident source of fuel. They are held by a woman, one in each hand. At first, you had not noticed her at all, though now that you look at her, it is impossible to notice anything else. She is quite clearly a woman. You can see the curve of her face framed with dark hair and the folds of the dark-colored robes she wears. But behind all that there is something else. Although you see the woman, another image overlays that reality. You see a black void, and you realize she is the source of the darkness. The void you see, with the vague outline of a woman, pulses and hums with its own kind of life. And you fear if you gaze at it too long, it will suck you in like the crushing gravity of a black hole. The woman speaks, 
and gladly you concentrate instead on the woman's face and not the black depth behind and beneath her. She is young and ageless all at the same time. You seek me, yet you do not know why. You seek my help, yet you turn it away. You have wandered through the dark, thinking you were meant to escape it, when instead you must embrace it. You look down dubiously at the keys in your hands. There has to be a way out. I light the way, but I am the darkness. I am the sin eater. I am the velvet void that devours I am an annihilation and deliverance. I am the void of space that is the night sky and the depths of the sea. And I stand watch at the heart of the storm within you. The keys unlock things within you that you have buried away. The choices you refuse to look at. I am the keeper of many doorways, many crossroads, and there is no time left for you. You must choose. You cannot dwell in the dark forever. And for a moment, you no longer stand in the cave, but at the gates of a large city. A small nook next to a massive stone entranceway holds a small shrine. In it, is a carved image of a woman holding two torches with candles and offerings laid before the image. Then you find yourself standing at a crossroads. Two dirt paths extending into a dark forest with the barest sliver of a moon shining above. Then You find yourself in the cave again, keys still clutched in your hands. You bring them to your chest and clutch them close, thinking of the things you fear to choose, the choices you wish you could avoid making. I am Hakate, I am the sin eater, I am the darkness, and I am the light that guides the way. Do not avoid gazing at me, but know me for truly what I am, she says. And you look into her eyes. They seem to be the torches now, bright fires that burn at the heart of the darkness. And you give yourself over to that void. You look into it now, no longer cringing. You let the things you have kept buried, the things you cannot bring yourself to speak, flow into it. And you feel the immensity of Hecate as well, an ancientness and vastness. We call her a goddess, a woman, a hag, a maiden, but now you feel the vast power she contains and it is overwhelming. She is primordial, a force of nature.
you blink and it is all gone. You no longer stand in the cave but at old crossroads. Two dirt paths going deeper into a wood on either direction. The moon lights a wooden signpost. Below it, other travelers have left out offerings to Hecate. You kneel down and leave the only thing you have to offer. The key you still grasp from the underworld. You hear the goddess's words on the breeze. There is no more time left. Choose. And you do. Without another thought, with fear no longer coiling around your heart, you choose one of the paths and begin walking down it. What do you see? What do you hear? What do you feel? Take note. Note any messages, any symbols, any sights. And take a mental note as you slowly begin to walk the path towards the veil of your mind, walking back towards the veil of your mind, walking back towards your mental screen, pausing before stepping through, remembering any messages And as you're ready, step back through the veil of your mind, slowly coming back, coming back, coming back. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. 12, 13, deepening the breath, 
start to wiggle the fingers and toes, taking as much time as you need here. And when you are ready, gently open your eyes. Note in your journal the sights, the messages, the sounds that you brought back with you from your journey. Blessed, blessed be.